Welcome to Season 4 of Community, a podcast by SivSource Africa. This season, our canvas is painted by various arts and culture personalities whose stories highlight the link between generosity and the arts. We would love to hear from you. You can catch us every Thursday on Anchor or on the SivSource website. Welcome to today's conversation and today we are privileged to host Owechtiwa Nuwa Wamala Nyanzi, commonly called by many artists as Papa in, within the art sector. An amazing gentleman who has impacted several lives of many artists and artisans within Uganda. Mr. Nyanzi, you're very welcome to today's conversation. Thank you very much, Elizabeth, for the kind words of introduction. So, tell us, who is Owechtiwa Nyanzi? And also tell us what Owechtiwa means. Owechtiwa means honorable. In 1992, or thereabout, I was uh, privileged to be honored by the Kabaka of Buganda, Ronald Mwegamtebi, by being appointed as a um, special nominated representative on the Lukiko. So I was a member of Lukiko. Member of Lukiko mm-hmm. is the uh, parliament of Uganda, of the kingdom of Uganda. So by so doing, they bestowed upon us the title honorable in English, but Oektiwa in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And when we are retiring, he decreed that we retain the title. Mm-hmm. We are the first cabinet okay. and Lukiko after the instatement of the uh, kingdoms in 1993. Wow. And I was privileged to be the Minister of Internal Affairs and in charge of protocol during okay. the coronation. Okay. And later on 1999, as um, head uh, chairman of the uh, sub, uh, subcommittee for in charge of security uh, during his wedding to Navagirika Sylvia Nigel Elswata. Okay, wow, that's wonderful. You are such a pillar and such a key figure within the art sector in Uganda. Tell us about your art journey. My art journey, I must say, the first time it was my talent was recognized publicly was 1963 when in Duhaga Boys Primary School we were learning about certain words in English. And our teacher, who is still alive, Mr. Ireba was asking us to spell. He would mention a word and then ask us to attempt spelling mm. it. I remember I got the kettle right, <laughs> and then he came up with the bird. And that one, we couldn't spell it. He said, who can draw it? I put up my hand. Wow. So I went to the blackboard and drew it within a few seconds. He looked at me and he was amazed mm-hmm. that I, could be, I was able to do that. And he said, how were you able to do that? I said, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. But what had happened was uh, on our way to school, one of my pu- fellow pupils had thrown a mango seed at a bird, the ibis bird, mm-hmm. and hit it and broke its leg. So we carried that bird up to school. But at that time, on the, oh, along, along the way, I kept on looking at the bird mm-hmm. and it remained ingrained in my head. So when we were challenged to draw a bird on the blackboard, immediately that's what came to mind. And I remember drawing it the way it looks like. Then I would draw 
caricatures of uh, Obote, uh, Sedward Mutesa, and other characters in, uh, when we were in class and school. But then that was primary school. Then I joined uh, secondary school, uh, Mitiana Secondary School. There was an art room, but we didn't have art teachers. They would come and go. They were most, most of them were student teachers student in vocation. Teachers. I remember one of them became my brother-in-law. We married from the same family, okay. uh, Mr. James Mwanga. Then he, I left uh, Mitiana, joined St. Francis Rio College in uh, Kampala, and they were not offering art. So they were not teaching art. So what I did, I remember in senior four, when we were doing our O-levels, our principal, the late uh, Mr. Francis Pinto, came to our class and uh, asked who would be in, those who would do private subjects. He was aware that some students had been learning uh, bookkeeping. Mm. In fact, one of them is uh, Reverend Kajumba, with whom we served on the Lukiko. Mm. He was the Secretary General of the Lukiko, Buganda Lukiko. Okay. So he's, um, we, they put up their hands and they said, bookkeeping. Then when I put up my hand, I said, fine art. Mm. He looked at me and said, fine art? Mm -hmm. And he was a very tough guy. He said, yeah, fine art. So when our principal, uh, Mr. Pinto, who was a captain in the uh, British, British Army, he um, said, how will you be able to do that? He said, no, it's just a matter of uh, buy paint, brush, pencils, and that's it. Mm. He said, okay, good luck. So I wrote my mother, who was staying in Hoima, and uh, to send me money. She sent me 20 shillings. She gave me, I think she came and gave me 20 shillings, which I used to buy the materials. And I did find out as a private subject, and I got a credit for it. Actually, mm. credit five to be specific. Wow. And that was the end of the story. I never did find out. Then I started practicing it privately. Mm. Some of the, uh, the people who encouraged me most were my auntie, uh, Princess Joanna Kavaganda. Mm. Kabanyoro, Joanna Kabanyoro. Okay. When I gave her one of the, my paintings, she liked it so much. She was very impressed. She, she encouraged me. And then I would do portraits of my uncle, the one who was staying with my paternal uncle, okay. uh, the late uh, Ernest Kivirango. Oh, I should go back first of all and tell you who I am. <laughs> I'm Nua Amala Nyanzi, a visual arts practitioner and consultant. I'm a son of the two people who have since deceased, yeah. Henry Wilberforce Wamala. He was the son of um, Kesim Kasavaga and Answa. Kesim Kazabaganda was, uh, uh, was the son of uh, Mukoba. Mukoba was the son of um, Komao. Komao was the son of um, Mukwaya in Bukwaya. And Mukwaya in Bukwaya was the son of Kadu, Sekayuba Kadu. Sekayuba Kadu was the son of Omutaka Kaira Gajule, wow. the head of the Mbogo clan. Wow. You can and, recite 10 generations back. Yes, that is wonderful. Yes, yes. And my mother, Atuoki Irina Bachayaya was the daughter of Magambo mm -hmm. and Miriakiza and the daughter of Kanyange. Paternal grandmother was um, Narongo Blani Nakinawazaji, the daughter of Mukwenda Paulo Bakunga Nsubuga, the, who was a Mukwenda, Mukwenda is the Sasa chief or county mm -hmm. chief mm -hmm. of Singo. That's one of the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the most influential uh, Sasa. Some, uh, counties in Uganda, of the 18 counties. Yes. And um, he's the one who donated land where Mitiana Secondary School mm. 
mm. is built. And that's where I went to school. And amongst the uh, blocks there, there's one block where there's the art mm. studio, mm. which was named after Nuwa Wamalanyans. Wow. They called it Nuwa Wamalanyans Art Studio. Wow, Wechiti Wanyanzi, you hint at something that takes us to our next conversation. One man's generosity and giving of a piece of land to the community, and that community has had a school up to today. That is absolutely powerful. Tell us, what is your earliest memory of generosity? Earliest memory of generosity? My mother was a very generous person. She actually educated my cousins. Wow. She took them in okay. and paid school fees up to where they would decided to stop. My father, before he passed on, donated a piece of land where our church in the village in the Kabba, wow. that is in Mitiana district. Wow. But he himself got it from his father. Wow. And his father got it from his father-in-law. Wow. His father-in-law was the Sasa chief, uh, mm. that's Vakunga. The one also donated land mm. to the uh, school. So I've been a beneficiary of donations. Then there was another, I don't know whether you'd call that generosity. Or yes. My mother, after training as a primary school teacher, didn't like it. And she decided to take a sabbatical leave. And mm. then one day, the, the Umukam of Binyoro sent emissaries to go and seek her out mm. because there was an, an offer to train young mm. girls mm. in nursing and midwifery. Mm. So when she was asked to go and, uh, to go and report to the Omukama, mm. she didn't believe that. Said, ah. <laughs> it took two weeks of courage. And then finally she said, let me go and see. Yeah. So she walks to the palace. Outside the palace she comes and said, okay, here I am. <laughs> what is it? I said, well, what's your problem? I said, yeah, but they said the Omukama wants me. Yeah. She didn't believe that, of course. Who yeah. would know her? Yeah. said, oh, yeah, are you? What's your name? Say, Edina Bachaya. I said, oh, my God. The Omukama has been waiting for you the last two weeks. Oh. So, really? Yes. You go in there. They showed her what to do, how mm. to behave. Mm. So, she walks in there in front of the Omukama, kneels down. And then Omukama asks, yeah, what's your name? Edina Bachaya. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. What, do you, what are you doing? Nothing. Why? But you understand, you said it as a teacher, yes, but I don't like it. Yeah. I said, hey, then what happens? I said, no, I'm thinking about what to do. I said, okay, how about studying uh, nursing? Mm. She, she pondered over and said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yes. So, yeah, I can study nursing. So she was taken in and together with other young girls all yes. over Uganda, yes. brought to Mengo, and she started, uh, she studied uh, nursing. And thereafter, she decided nursing was not enough. Mm. Came back in 1945 to study midwifery. So mm. she was one of the first double trained mm. nurses, wow. both midwifery. So I'm bringing this to show you that that's the generation now of the mm. colonial government, mm. Mm. now the generation of the king mm. to wishing well mm. for his mm. subjects. Now, and I'm a beneficiary mm. of those generous gestures yes. where I managed to go to school. Yes. Throughout, and I never had any problems. Mm. Then here I am. We have land in um, Mitiano where we settled. Katese the uh, the Kabak of Buganda, mm. Chua the second, 
the generosity of my great grand grand uncle, uh, sorry, great grandfather mm. Bakunga, mm. because of the uh, the land that he gave to his daughter and wow. son-in-law. Wow. Then comes the um, generosity in terms of direct. Yes, I was uh, when I was going to school, walking from Kaba to Mitiana Secondary School. It, it's about five or six miles. Mm. But earlier on, had I would walk thirteen miles a day when I was in from P two, P three, and P four. Mm-hmm. They got me a bicycle when I was in primary five. Now my stepmother, Aboli Felis Kinimi, also a midwife, mm. looked at me and said, "No way." She came to Kampala, did shopping, mm. and decided to take me to boarding school wow. in Mtiana Secondary School. That is powerful. Out of her, she is out of her own. No, but later on, as time mm. went on, every time I would, I would ask her, I would show her gratitude. I said she would say, one day she mm. told me we were actually at uh, Kwanjiro of my uh, sister after Kwanjiro. Then we were talking. I said, but I kept on saying, but uh, of all the favor I mm. get from you. Mm. Then she confided me, say, you know what? Mm. Let me tell you. When you were brought by your mother mm. home, I looked at her, and when she mentioned her name, I immediately recognized who she was. Mm. She had gone to she had done uh, she had gone to college with my sister, elder sister, wow. Mrs. Vera Campbell, and they were friends. They used to talk well about her, mm. and because of that, and we used to admire her mm. because as uh, that's why I became a midwife. Oh, wow. So I, that's how fate brought yeah. the brothers together. So I said, ah. So she gave, she bought me very nice shoes, <laughs> bed sheets, wow. um, pajamas, yeah. celebrity status yeah. I had. I think that is the act of generosity yes. I experienced. No, that is very powerful. Yes, yeah. Very, very powerful. So now, fast tracking it to, to the art that you practice, and the different lives that you have touched with your skill and your knowledge and a lot of your time. Because a lot of the, the time that artists put in is never directly equivalent to the money that comes out. But you continue giving and giving of your time. Tell us more about your time in the arts and the different spaces that you have practiced in. I, when I told you about um, how... I, after O-Level, I continued doing portraits and kind of stuff. But I was not doing it, and I was not earning from it. I was doing yes. it because I liked it. Yes. Then, when I was in Nairobi... Were you teaching at that time still? No. Oh, wow. No, but I, was, uh, I, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't even working. But in 1970, that's when I did my O-Level, and we could, I could not continue with the A-Level mm. because I had put my, my first choice... To at, uh, that was Aga Khan was my first choice, mm. and Aga Khan, Kololo, and Old Kampala's uh, results had been withheld for mal- uh, mal- malpractice. Uh, practicing, uh, mm. uh, we call it suspected exam cheating. Mm. So, because they were withheld, I got frustrated. Yes. I decided to go and to go do a course and keep operating. That's the preparation of uh, data for to be fed into the computer mm. in Nairobi. Mm. I spent there four months. 
then came back. But when I came back looking for a job, I didn't get it. But, uh, there was only one computer, and that was me, so uh, the treasury. And at that time... In the whole of Kampala, there was only one computer. Kampala, Uganda. In the whole of Uganda, <laughs> there was only one computer. It used to be a big building. Yes. Computers used to be big, massive. Yeah. So I said, what do I do? So I tried to uh, join the uh, civil service. Not, uh, then there was an, op- an opening. That's how we enlisted in the, um, in the uh, Uganda Armed Forces. Uh, trained in Bombo and came out. Uh, we were briefly deployed in uh, Mbuya, waiting mm. to go for a course in, mm. med- med- in medicine. How long did you serve in the armed forces? From 1972 to 1977. Okay. Uh, then I had to run away, uh, went into exile. It mm. was in exile that mm. my talent put to good use. I met a friend of mine, Dan Sekanwagi, who basically mentored me, mm. and because he continued drawing, and he knew I could draw, mm. he said, well, let's do batiks. He didn't know how to make them, and I didn't know how to make them, but he was very powerful. He drew mm. very well and painted very well. Mm. So he said, why don't we do batiks? He said, how are we going to find out? Mm. We had to find it, we had to, do, to find out through reading books, looking at other people's art, because the senior artists then were not mm. willing. We're not sure. No way, no way. Oh. Any upcoming artist sounded like uh, obscenity. Mm. You are not allowed to be anywhere near where they're operating from. So we would spend sleepless nights trying to perfect our act, but I got so frustrated. One day I told Dan, you know, Dan, do we really have to reach the others? Do it? Mm. And then he looked at me. Because he, he used to, every time there would be a situation mm. which was challenging, I'd come up with uh, jokes and stuff. He thought this time I was joking. He <laughs> said, so, ah, we mm. so, no, this time, we have, why don't we just present what we have? Yes. He said, but I'm not by. He said, nah, let's try it. Yeah. So we did our batiks and then presented them to one of the uh, shops in Nairobi owned by Shah, Mzee Shah. Mm. We used to buy a lot of batiks. So we go there, he looks at this, but these are not batiks. <laughs> I said, but I told him, Mzee, this batik new style. <laughs> you try, and then we'll see. Yeah. He said, ah, no, me, I'm not taking this. Yeah. No, no, no. People don't like this. They don't know this. This, What is this like? <laughs> and I said, you know what? You know what? You just take them. We'll come back next week. Yeah. Collect. Uh, that was a Friday. Yeah. We'll come back next week to collect our cash. If not, our art. Yeah. He said, okay. Then we were walking around, looking. It was a big shop. Yes. Then I saw the tourists there looking at, eyeing the uh, colorful batiks we had brought in. I told them, let's walk out of here. Because mm. most cases, dealers do not want an artist to yes. witness a transaction. Witness the transaction. So we walked out. So I, but then I told them, don't rush. Let's walk through. These people are going to come and call us back. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. Really? He sent his son to come and call us back. Come and get your money. Yeah. From then, every Friday, we would supply You would supply and sell. Yes. Wow. Those are such powerful uh, moments in your life. I'm sure there have been more testimonies of generosity, of moments that have changed your life and other people's lives. Could you tell us more about that? Now... My auntie, Mama Kawoya, Mama Ezeris Kawoya, who lived in Nairobi with my cousin and her husband, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Rose Wasonga, when she found that I was in trouble in Uganda, she encouraged me to cross to Kenya and try a new life. 
So I, I, I crossed, went to Kenya. But my facilitation to go to Kenya is very amazing. Mm. The person who cleared me, mm. who gave me clearance, knew exactly what I was up to. Wow. It was one officer class one, Wahab. Mm. He knew I was running away, mm. but he went ahead and endorsed and cleared me. Here at the, um, next to the, uh, the, where the Victoria University is, that's yes. where he used to have his office. Yes. He gave me clearance. That kind of risk. That kind of kindness. Yes. Yes. Generosity. That kindness, yeah. generosity that has no boundary. Yes. So that's how I managed to cross without any cross the border without any problems. Wow. So I'm in Kenya. My auntie introduces me to my no, asks my other my cousin my cousin to talk to her husband to stay with them. That is John Skiwanuka and Dorothy Namatovi. Mm. So I moved from the Wasonga family home mm. to this. They were living in the neighborhood, the same neighborhood, in the neighborhood, in the same estate in uh, South Sea, mm. affluent uh, place. So I was there. So one day I'm walking on the streets, then I meet Dan Sekanwagi who says, what are you up to? I said, I'm naked. I said, I've been here for a full year. I'm mm. trying to, to find my ground. But apparently what sells here is batik. I tried to do six screen printing, it wasn't mm. coming. I said, how do you do batik? So we found out how batik are done. So we'd go to it. shops, look at them, the curio shops, look at what they were, what was on offer. Mm. Back to generosity. My, mm. uh, cousin, my cousin-in-law, Jones, gave me 20 Kenya shillings, which I used to buy my art materials, to, buy your art materials. to make batiks. And you have been renowned for batiks ever since then. In Uganda, when you mention Batiks, the first name that will most definitely pop up will be the name Nyanzi. And you have been advocating for the arts in many spaces, and most of these are voluntary positions. You serve on the um, advisory committee of Kuonyesha Art Fund. You serve on Nakao. Tell us more about Nakao. I'm the vice chairperson of uh, Nakao. It's, uh, it brings together dealers and producers and dealers in the arts and crafts. We started in 1994 and got this space at, uh, next to the National Theatre yes. where we put up structures and we have been operating there since 1994. We bring together producers and uh, dealers in art. Yes. And raise awareness. And actually it has inspired many other art, yes. uh, art and crafts villages which have come up around Kampala and all over the country. Wow. Yes. From there we notice that generosity is not only about money but of time, of your talent, of your knowledge and you have uh, selflessly given that and this has um, impacted several young artists. What advice would you give to fellow artists? In, uh, in, in the arts, about generosity, and generally about life. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Let's first of all give credit where it is due. Yes. The person who introduced Batik in Uganda, there were two. Yes. I don't remember the other, the others, but one of them was my cousin-in-law, who was married, my, was married to my first cousin. They have since both person. It was Professor Mazinga. Wow. Professor Mazinga went to Nairobi for a workshop. There were two. And it's Robin Anderson, may soul her soul rest in peace, the grandmother wow. of Batik, wow. who taught, who, who, who facilitated this workshop. And when they came back, they introduced it yeah, at Makere University, and then other people picked it up. And then after Mazinga, 
there is another generation there who did batiks. Mm. There's Mark Mutia who is still alive. Oh. Uh, there is um, Lukenge who is also alive. Mm -hmm. And Lukenge has since inspired many other artists. Mm -hmm. Actually, his style was picked up by Bukenya and later on um, Mulika, mm -hmm. whose work I continue to promote to date. Oh. Then there was Mugaram Chibi, there was Henry Lumon, mm -hmm. one of the most talented artists, wow. Henry Lumon. Wow. He would do with any material the kind of art which would make you stop and wonder mm. whether this was real wow. or divine. Wow. That was Henry Romo. He did very good batiks, portraits. I have some of his original watercolors. I never had the opportunity to get one of his, any of his batiks. Coming to the generosity, it is not by coincidence that I share. Because when I was coming up, the, apart from Dan Second World, mm. nobody else took my hand and helped. Mm. So I decided I'm going to change. I decided to change mm. the character mm. of an artist, mm. especially the so-called successful artist. Mm. The, the idea of exclusion mm and reclusiveness mm -hmm. and shabbiness, mm -hmm. I felt it was repugnant to the industry and was actually mm -hmm. responsible for the bad image artists would get. Mm -hmm. So I decided to be open-minded mm -hmm. and share mm -hmm. as much as I could to the extent. That's why today, I, when you come to, the, uh, to my place, the studio gallery at the National Theatre, next to the National Theatre in the Nakao, Arts and Crafts Village, mm. you'll find me working right there. Yes, I did. Just today you were teaching something. <laughs> this, this, when I came, you were teaching something. I have no secrets yes. in art. If anybody wants to share yes. with me or to, for me to share with them what I know and the knowledge, be it marketing, be it mm. uh, techniques. That is powerful. Because God gave it to me. Yes. My first time to enter university lecture, I had gone there to lecture. Wow. And my first degree is a master's. That is by wow. God's grace. So who am I yes. not to share with others? Yes. Two. Tell us I, how the master's gets to be your first degree. I, like I told you, when I did, I did all of them, then yes. went to Kenya. When yes. I went to Kenya, I did a diploma in industrial art and design. Yes. Put it aside and continue doing my batiks. Yes. Then came back here. There was a workshop at uh, Macquarie University for uh, silk screen printing. It was facilitated by Professor Gill, Jackie Gill, yes. from uh, Middlesex University at that time. And she had her colleague from, was it Newcastle? I don't remember where he was from. Mm. So they were the facilitators. And then later on, she, we became friends and she would come and visit. There was one time when she came to visit with me mm. at, the, uh, at my studio garage, number, shop number 30, in the Arts and Crafts Village. And I asked her, what does it take, mm. what does it take mm. to do a bachelor's degree? Yes. I had, been, I had done some inquiries. Mm. I said, how, what it takes? Because the reason I was asking, I wanted to do the uh, bachelor's degree, I wanted to do the theory. Mm. And I wanted to validate yes. what I had gone through. I had been, had been I'd given lectures all over the place. Yes. But every time people would, would uh, actually accuse me mm of being a graduate who denies <laughs> being one. Uh, to the extent that uh, it became embarrassing. Yeah. 
to the that I would keep trying to explain to them. Said, no, they could not believe me. Yeah. They thought I was being uh, what disingenuous yeah. to my university. So I said, no, I need to validate <laughs> the thing, well, whatever the case may be. Now, yeah. another reason was my nieces and nephews. I kept on telling them to study. Yeah. And they would look at me, and I, could, I suspected they would say, look at uncle. Mm. He's all over the place. Yeah. And he's telling us to study. He doesn't have a degree. And he didn't so what is he degree. talking about? True. So what moral authority did I have to insist yes. on them continuing with the higher, higher education? when I did not have one, and yet they thought mm. I was successful. Yes. So what did I do? No, she comes to me, they came to me and they said, a bachelor's, why do you need a bachelor's for? You know, you're, you're above that. So Jackie said, you know what, you don't have to. You, actually, you qualify for a master's. I said, wow. what, what do I do? So you have to write your, uh, to give us your portfolio, mm. and then we see, yes. we take it from there. Yes. So on my way to the U.S., I went through London, and they went to, to the uh, Middlesex University, they had given the address. We chatted for about 30 minutes. Then I said, I have to take a train. I'm flying out tonight. Mm. And they, before, I would, before I would hear, they said, congratulations. I said, what? You have passed the interview. Wow. Now we want your, uh, no, we want your portfolio. Yes. I spent best nights putting together a book like this and submitted it. I remember the exam examiner wrote, if this guy ever finds out what we are looking for, he will be the best. Because <laughs> I've gone over the place. Wow. Then they asked me to write pass, and then they passed me to write my proposal for the dissertation. In that proposal for the dissertation, there was something I put explaining how I, I look at the uh, program. The, mm. the, that's the, the program is called um, Recognition and uh, Award for Prior Learning. Mm. It's a distance uh, mm. uh, program. They call it Master MA Design Professional Practice. Mm. So they assess you based mm. on what you have done. And then in my dissertation, I, I wrote there that uh, to me, I look at the, uh, this as, the, as the, the stem, yes. joining the fruit, the uh, leaves mm. with the roots. Okay. And the supervisor now, in terms of whether they liked it, then the external examiner asked me, what is it? What's the title of your dissertation? I said, Making art practice in Uganda more sustainable. Mm. I said, but that has been done. Mm. I said, no, no, yeah. He said, creating a one piece and then getting mm. multiple products out of it. Mm. I said, but that has been done. I said, not in Uganda. Mm. And that's how it passed. Wow. He said, okay. So wow. they allowed me. I wrote my dissertation. Part of it, actually, I did it when I was in Jamaica and then completed it in London, yes. submitted it. And then I was awarded. Actually, I got a distinction too. Wow. And I was one of the best students uh, when they were great. That was the same day when uh, Veni. Dr. Veni? Dr. Veni was okay. graduating oh, with her nice. PhD. Oh, wonderful. Yes. So we are two from, uh, from Uganda. That is absolutely But powerful. the generation now comes in kind. Jackie Gill mm. looking at me yes. and offering advice. So yes. generosity can be in terms of counsel, yes. advice, or sharing knowledge. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. And there is no better way to put it, to expound on the strength of generosity. And you are a living testimony of the many steps of generosity and the many forms of generosity that you have encountered. Thank you so much, Owechiti Wanyanzi, for sharing. My art has been used in fundraising. Yes. It is part of the greeting cards collection of UNICEF. Oh, wonderful. They raise money. Yes. You donate it, 
mm -hmm. uh, they give you 400 cards in return and they sell yes, cards all over the world. Right. My art has also been used in fundraising in terms of auctioning. Wow. Uh, there was an auction which was carried out in, uh, to support uh, General Rijema. Rijema, I remember, before he passed on, I went to see my friend Chantal. Now, the name Chantal Nyenyez. Thank God this has come up. I'm in Nairo on Nairobi Street walking. Who do I come across? Chantal. Chantal, we had met in 1971 when I was in Nairobi learning um, uh, the computer stuff. Looks like she's happy to see me. Say, yeah. where are you? Where are you? Say, I'm in Nairobi. I'm doing art. Say, come and meet my boss. She takes me in and wow. meet, I meet uh, Nancy Harris. Nancy Harris was the uh, executive director of um, uh, Family Planning International Assistance. Yes. And they liked my art. It's that connection that, connection. that finally yes. saw me ending up in the United States for wow. an exhibition. And holding an exhibition which was covered by the, the, the mainstream media, both national and international, on family planning. But then, Chantal, when we came back to, to Kampala, they had a salon with uh, Olive, uh, Olive Chigongo. Mm. And Olive Chigongo, those are, but those are the people who have been buying my, who had been buying That's my amazing. art. That's amazing. Now, Olive Chigongo, I had gone there to check on them and say hello. And I found this gentleman who was being taken care of. And then Chantal introduces me to this gentleman. I said, oh, this gentleman... Uh, I don't know which name she used. And they said, meet this our famous artist, Nuanyazi. <laughs> hey, what type of art do you do? So I took out and showed him the art. And immediately said, I want that one for my friend, a major in the, uh, in the uh, French army. Mm. So I left it behind us and waited for my money. But during the fundraising for his, in his memory at the Sheraton, I sat down and I said, what can I do for this guy? Mm. I got one of the prints mm. of the same he had bought mm -hmm. and donated it for fundraising. Actually, at that time, that it raised nine, 9 million plus wow. Yes. Wow. at one sitting. Wow. Then there is also something else in art. Some of my art pieces have actually impacted people's lives. Yes. Memory of my friend Ezra Bnyenyez, who has recently passed on. Mm. Ezra Bnyenyez, when he came back, he recognized his worker, whom he had left his company, UTB, mm. Uganda Travel Bureau. Yes. With, when he was in exile, this, year, this man mm. ran it so faithfully. Wow. Ezra comes back and finds it running. Still running. And the present he gave him was one of my batiks. Wow. Now there is another story about the Vinyanyez, Ruth Vinyanyez, mm. my sister, my dear sister. She goes to Dr. Kassidia's uh, surgery to take her son, who was at that time, was, was a bottle, instead of breastfeeding, was bottle feeding. Mm. Now, she looks at one of my paintings, which is this woman is breastfeeding, but looking at you like Coconia, <laughs> and then the baby is also looking at you. Mm. And then she looked at this painting, she looked at the baby, she mm. said, You know what? Put back the bottle, mm. started breastfeeding. She never bottle fed again. Wow. That is very powerful. Thank you so much. Any last remarks on generosity that you would like um, to share? 
as an artist, as a Ugandan. Know, so what I'm saying is, uh, where you cannot offer money, yes. offer your art for auction, mm. or for psychosocial therapy, yeah. that piece you give to this person, or that card mm. you create, mm. will have an impact on this person or whoever will get it. Absolutely. There's so many things we can do as artists, yes. eh? not necessarily to get cash, because cash is probably maybe not before the cash, but if you offer service, mm. that's it. Offering that's of yourself. And let me tell you, when you give, mm. don't expect that person you have given to give you back. No, mm. you'll get a blessing, because yes. there are many people who have given you, mm. and probably never even recognized them mm. or appreciated them. Mm. But it should be, when you get, give. Mm. Even if you don't get, you give, because you may, you'll be given. True. And we keep on blessing each other, finally. Yes. COVID-19 impact. Things will never be back to normal. We have been reset. Yes. Whatever you know now is yes. the experience you have. Yes. We, are going to, we have to learn and teach as we go. Yes. Let's embrace digital era. Mm. Let's move forward. Mm. Forget the past. Tomorrow is beyond you. Yesterday is gone. 